This is Trends and Issues in Instructional Design, Educational Technology, and Learning Science, hosted by Abby Brown and Tim Green. Hi, this is Tim, and I'm here with Abby. Hi, this is Abby, and I'm here with Tim. Welcome to episode 226 of our podcast, where we review the trends and issues in instructional design, educational technology, and learning sciences that we observed as we flip resources into our Flipboard magazine over the past two weeks. In this episode, we have four trends that we'll discuss, along with a recommended reading that we'll share for each of the four trends. We end the episode by peering into the crystal ball and making predictions about the trends we believe we'll observe in the upcoming two weeks. So Abby, start us off by talking about our four trends and sharing our recommended readings. Thank you, Tim. Yes, as you said, and as we always do, we've looked back over the past two weeks of everything we've flipped into our Flipboard magazine, which means, of course, that this is this is what we think is important, that, that catches our eye immediately. So we're sort of full disclosure here. This isn't a deeply scientific process as much as it is um, making use of our own experience and expertise, but kind of, you know, it's, it's certainly based on our particular interest. So uh, having said that, though, the number one thing, and I don't think anybody would really find this terribly surprising based on everything you can read in the news in the past couple of weeks, chat GPT, artificial intelligence, that particular aspect of artificial intelligence was sort of number one trending. It was everywhere. Everybody wanted to, to contribute an article about it. Everyone wanted to have some, had something to say about it. And it was a very broad range of things that could be said. Perhaps one of the more interesting sort of points during the past two weeks was that the um, journal article, uh, well, journal publisher Springer Nature, one of the world's large academic publishers, made an announcement that ChatGPT cannot be credited as an author or co-author uh, for a manuscript or article. I shake my head at that. Like, doesn't it well, seem obvious? But, but that <laughs> which way do you mean? Said. Does you mean? Yeah, do you mean that it's obvious it should yeah, be allowed, or right, that it should? You're right. Uh, so, so yeah, wow. this was a this was kind of a deal, and yeah, apparently people were submitting manuscripts yeah. saying this was authored by so and so, so and so, and Chat GPT. Interesting. So there were also a number of articles that showed examples of asking Chat GPT to complete teaching tasks to create uh, syllabi, to create lesson plans. There were also a number of articles, a huge number of articles about that balanced chat GPT, the challenges versus chat GPT, the opportunities for instruction and for learning. There were uh, numerous articles also about school districts banning chat GPT. Uh, big school districts, New York City schools um, uh, the, uh, among them, Universities, on the other hand, offering recommendations to faculty on using ChatGPT. Uh, also, articles saying, sort of touting Ch ChatGPT's accomplishments. ChatGPT is currently passing the tests required for medical licenses and business degrees, the MBAs. Um, it is uh, a kaleidoscope of interesting things. It's certainly, it's certainly a... Um, big moment for us in terms of technology. Our recommended read in this area 
is actually why it's a video that was produced uh, as, as a segment for CBS Sunday Morning. So our recommendation is to watch ChatGPT, Grading Artificial Intelligence's Writing by David Pogue for CBS Sunday Morning. It's about eight minutes long and it's well worth watching if you want to get um, an overview of the, the phenomenon in general. Now, uh, I think this was similar to last episode, but number two trend was artificial intelligence in general. So ChatGPT is a specific application of AI, but AI generally has been discussed a lot in the past couple of weeks. We saw a lot of articles about uh, being able to detect AI-generated text, um, either, either uh, the claim being that it is potentially plagiarism or just checking to see whether or not it's a human or not uh, text that was created. There were also a number of explanations of artificial intelligence, um, which I found personally helpful. Uh, but there, are, there were a number of things saying, okay, yes, we're talking a lot about artificial intelligence. What does it mean? What are the types of AI and how do they work? We also saw an article uh, arguing that AI may create a new edtech boom. Um, our recommended read in this area is Teaching in the Age of Artificial Intelligence by Ted Ladd for Forbes. And may I also apologize at this point for any mispronunciations of uh, journalists' names. Um, uh, as, as always, it's not intentional. I'm doing, I'm, I'm trying to do it correctly, but I'm betting that I'm not doing it very well. Uh, so those are, those, the top two trends were artificial intelligence related. And that, that was big. Number three on our list, virtual reality, augmented reality, and the metaverse, basically extended realities. We saw, um, an announcement of a metaverse for education. I'm putting that in, in quotes as I say it. Uh, Linux Foundation launched the Open Metaverse Foundation, which is an open source, open software uh, uh, and standards um, uh, initiative for creating a metaverse that is not owned by any one corporate entity. Planning for instructional use of augmented and virtual reality was also uh, something that was uh, uh, written about and published a number of times. Also an announcement that Microsoft is shutting down its Altspace VR platform on March 10th. This was a sort of a popular-ish platform for people. I personally mm -hmm. didn't have not used it. I don't know if you have, Tim. No, uh, not much. Okay. So, I mean, I'd heard of it, uh, but um, it's, it's closing down. Also, we saw a number of articles about virtual reality helping healthcare students in virtual clinical experiences. And we see this fairly frequently. We've seen this for years. The, the um, healthcare community has really embraced virtual reality and simulation in particular for helping people with um, clinical experience. Our recommended read in this area, Digital Twins Are Set for Rapid Adoption in 2023 by Bob Violino for CNBC. Digital twins is um, is a term that I'm going to get wrong now because I, I think one should <laughs> read the article. <laughs> but uh, digital twins is basically taking the data that is about yourself and kind of you know compiling it, aggregating it, using an avatar, 
and creating sort of a digital self, a version of oneself that is essentially a twin of your real world self for purposes of interacting with uh, digital environments. Um, I explained it really badly, which means you should definitely read the article <laughs> if this is something you're interested in. Number four, student use of digital technologies. Basically, students using technologies. Digital technologies and middle schoolers making tech tools work in the classroom, cell phone use in the classroom, use of video gaming for learning. These are all things that we see fairly frequently. This is a perennial trend. Um, our recommended read in this area is 10 Tech Skills Every Student Should Have by David Andrade for Technology and Learning. And Tim, you and I were chatting about this a bit just before we started recording. We mm -hmm. And this is, we think, um, this is a good top 10 list. It's kind of a good top 10 subject headings for a curriculum on a right. tech skill development for yeah. K-12 students. Yeah. So um, we thought that was, it was nice, broad concepts it is yeah i mean it's if you if you're curious about tech skills this would be a good thing to look at and kind of just get an overview i think it helps organize it too a bit i, I do people I, who are I, probably yeah. expert themselves in, in technology mm -hmm. but it helps sort of mentally organizing okay yeah these agreed are my 10 subject lines but that tim those are our four trends and our four recommended readings thanks abby now we move into peering into the crystal ball um if you listen to us for the past few episodes, it's probably not a mystery what we're going to say right now, right? We we see ChatGPT <laughs> dominating again. It's it's dominated the last couple of episodes. We we see that happening. Well, we asked sure. ChatGPT for its prediction, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. according to ChatGPT, it's ChatGPT. It's all about <laughs> ChatGPT, right? Uh, and related to that, too, artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence. We we believe we're mm -hmm. going to see that and. Uh, the, the metaverse. metaverse. The metaverse has been kind of dominated, uh, dominated the resources over the past few episodes. But specific things we're going to see about. Well, the, what's happening? I think what's happening with the metaverse right now, Tim, is that um, it's kind of looking for a, a focal point. Right. And so yeah. the, you know, the idea has been out there really for quite a while since since Snow Crash, the novel, was published yep. in the 1990s. But the um, the reality of it is still kind of vague. And right. so as we see, um, as we see more technology that uh, applies and can apply this sort of thing, mm -hmm. distribute this technology in, to a much broader audience, we're seeing the argument between it being privatized versus made public, open source yes. versus owned by a corporation. How does this play out? And right now, I think we're seeing a lot of that. We're going to see more of that in the upcoming months chat gpt is just oh my goodness uh, well <laughs> i mean well we you and i were talking about the historical connections yeah. to this as well if we're going to look in the crystal ball we can also kind of look in the wayback machine quote mm -hmm. unquote and and say okay well when daguerreotypes photography first became publicly mm -hmm. available to everybody artists and painters everywhere were sort of saying oh, well that's the end of art it's the end of yeah. art it, and it wasn't right so and i was telling you the story of myself as a as a child as a nine-year-old we had one this was 1969 we had one calculator 
in the house. It was a four-function calculator that my parents had gotten a deal on for something like $200. And they kept it locked up so that the kids in the house wouldn't be exposed to it and lose their ability to perform mathematic functions. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, every time that we see something new, yeah, there's a precedent for it, right? We, yeah. this is, we're not, we, the, what, one of the things we're saying is it's, we're not reacting any differently than we have to other, uh, innovations and tools that have come, come through. In the, yeah, the, the, right. The, the photographers and the artists found common cause there. Right. We've seen great art come from this new technology. The calculator became a common, uh, item in classrooms everywhere. Right. Um, so we're seeing, you know, we see each of these things we see differently. And we, you and I were even joking, kind of was smiling, thinking back. Yeah. We're, neither of us are old enough to remember when this happened. But Socrates, <laughs> yeah. back in ancient Greece, was decrying, he was All upset right. by people using this new technology called writing. Yeah. And he said, you know, writing is going to be the death of thought. Yeah. And there's yeah. no way to teach except to teach by talking to someone. You can't, no one can learn anything from writing. This is Socrates speaking about this, you know, quote unquote, innovation. And so I think we have to take all of these things together. And I think we are. I think that's yeah, what we're going to uh, see a lot more stuff about ChatGPT in the next couple of months, because we're going to see everybody having these same kind of conversations. Yeah. About this new yeah. It, and it's good. We need to, we need to examine the challenges we need to, you know, and balance that with the opportunities. We need mm -hmm. to look at both sides and, and kind of figure out as a community, how it's going to work for us or not work for us. So I think that's kind of where we are. Right. And I think we're well, going to see more and more yeah. of that. So anecdotally, that. Yes? anecdotally, just to share with our audience, we, uh, you and I, Tim, uh, after our last uh, podcast episode, we thought we kind of <laughs> said, you know, we should ask GP, chat GPT to develop the script and say, okay, well, what was looking at our Flipboard magazine? What were the top four trends and what are the recommended readings? And chat GPT created a very bland uh, script, but it wasn't uh, not a bad script. No, but the weird thing about it was that it never once mentioned chat GPT or AI. Yeah. It didn't want to talk about itself. Maybe it's just being modest. Yeah. But... <laughs> it, yeah. It may be. I don't know. What, it, it was very interesting lie. that that was not one of the trends, even though right. it was clear. So that was yeah. very interesting. But that was, yeah. but we did, we tried it. We've been experimenting with it ourselves just to see yeah. what will happen. Yeah. Well, Tim, I, I think that's what we see in the crystal yeah. ball. Again, chat GPT, more artificial intelligence and more of the metaverse. That is what we see in the crystal ball. Well, that brings us to the end of podcast 226. We appreciate our followers and viewers of our Flipboard magazine. And of course, we want to thank those who subscribe to our podcast. You can listen to past episodes of our podcast and find the links to the recommended readings that we discussed in this episode by visiting our website at trendsandissues.com. Our next episode will air on February 15th. This podcast is produced by Professor Abby Brown at East Carolina University and Professor Tim Green at California State University Fullerton. Copyright Abby Brown and Tim Green.